Your podcast starts after this quick message from Clear. The average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for allergens and germs to get in your nose and body and wreak havoc. That is, unless you regularly clean your nose and sinuses. So for healthy breathing and a strong body, use Clear Nasal Spray. Clear is a natural nasal spray featuring xylitol, an ingredient clinically proven to work against bacteria and effectively clean, not just rinse, your nose. Clear Nasal Spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. In fact, in a recent study, researchers found that xylitol nasal sprays like Clear are just as effective as leading medicated nasal sprays. For better breathing, get Clear today. That's spelled X-L-E-A-R. You can find it at all major retailers, CVS, Rite Aid, Walgreens, Sprouts, Whole Foods, and everywhere else. Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now, our favorite mom, Melanie Cole, MS. If you're a parent like me, imagine for a moment your children returning to school this fall. The thought is terrifying, especially if your children go out of state or will be far away. For some parents, it's relieving because it's very hard to have the children here or homeschool them, especially if you have to be home instead of working a job. So many parents are going through this very confusing and frustrating time. Today, we're talking about how parents can prepare for schools reopening and what that might look like. Joining me is Dr. Sally Goza. She's the president of the American Academy of Pediatrics. Dr. Goza, it is an honor and a pleasure to have you join us today. What can parents do as we start wondering? It's still early. We don't know. But what can we do now while we wonder what schools are going to do in the fall? I think we have to be very reassuring to our children that we are going to do what's in their best interest come fall. Our public health departments will be looking at that as well as our school systems as to what seems like the right thing to do of whether it's safe to open the schools and how they're going to do it and being very innovative and how are we going to make it safe for children to get back into schools. And so I think we really need to be reassuring to children that we are going to be looking at it. Things will change even in the next few months as to how things are, are moving forward, progressing with the, with the COVID-19 and how safe it is to um, be able to open schools and uh, just keep reassuring that we'll look at it every day until the day that they start to go back to school. Since schools may not have been prepared for an overnight shift to virtual learning, as we've seen, have you seen that this situation has also exacerbated the inequities, the inequalities between students who have support and resources at home and those who don't? And what would you like to say about that? You know, I I think that um, the schools are going to need to be very much more um, available to help those children that were not as able to reach to be able to do the online learning. And I think with the time that they've had off and trying to really reach figure out how to make all that work, um, they will be better prepared if this has to happen again in the fall. And I I think you know that has to do with children being able to have internet access, um, parents being able to help their children at home and to really try to work with that um, as we go forward with all of this. Um, schools can be very innovative in that, and I think that they've had the time now and have the experience of these last few months that they will be able to do the online learning if we have to, again, much better the next time around. 
Dr. Goza, if our children are going back to school, what do you want us to know about keeping them safe? If, for example, they have to take the bus or we have medically compromised students or older teachers, what would you like us to know about what you think the schools can do to keep our children safe? We do feel like that that in in classroom learning is important for so many children. Um, And so many children rely on other things that the schools offer with counseling, with therapies, even with, with school meals and being able to have food. And so we feel like if at all possible, it's really going to be important for schools to open. It may look very different than the schools we're used to. Children probably will not gather in the cafeteria to have their meals. You know, teachers will probably be wearing masks and they will probably for the older children try to get those children to be wearing masks as well. And so I think there, and there will be some spacing for the older children. The younger children's harder, but I'm sure they will try to do some of that. There may be different times. Children come to school at different times of the day. They may stagger how they do that. So the schools are going to really have to look at what can we do to make sure that the environment we have these children in and the teachers in is safe for both of them, for both the children and for the teachers. And we can try to keep this, the spread of this um, virus at, as low as we can. As we're all worrying about the future, managing the emotional challenges, the anxiety that seems to be, Dr. Goza, worldwide, a stress that we are all feeling, do you think, in your opinion, that the schools will be able to let parents know in enough time so that they can make other plans? Where do you see this going? I do believe that the the health departments and the schools will be looking at this or probably already looking at it as we speak and we'll be keeping a close eye on it. And and the goal is for them to try to open the schools back in the fall. I know that's everybody's goal and I'm sure they will try as when, if that looks like it's not going to happen, they will let them know as quickly as they can. I, you know, I, nobody has crystal ball. We, we don't know what's going to happen. I know that everyone would like for schools to open again come fall. And so that's what the goal is to try to reach to that and to get there and to figure out how to make it and make it safe. But I do think that we have to work. Our, our children have had one big change. They were one day they were at school and the next day they were out and then they've been out for the rest of the year. So there was no time to say goodbye to those teachers, to their friends, any of those things. That's a big, big upheaval for those children. And so going back to school is going to be another big milestone and big change for these children. So we do need to be talking about the mental health of our children, the anxiety. You know, some children have probably done really well with online learning and some children probably have not and are not as caught up as the other children to where they need to be. So having realistic expectations of what we expect from these kids once they do start back in school and not putting that extra stress on them if they're not as have not learned as much as some of their other children other children in their classroom and how do we deal with all of that and and having the mental health providers in the schools the counselors and and people like that to really try to help us make sure that these kids can have that that counseling and that interaction to help with the anxiety and the fears that they may have even and the, and the grief because some children may have lost family members can you help us with that as as parents, Dr. Goza? Do you have some suggestions for that mental health anxiety that we're feeling right now as pediatricians more are utilizing telehealth and some offices are even opening up? What would you like parents to know about reaching out to our pediatricians and even some home tips, things that you can provide for us to tell parents, this is how you can help your children right now with that stress? You know, I I think if parents see their children acting differently, being withdrawn, being almost uh, acting out, 
um, you know, all of the withdrawing from their friends, not wanting to do things with people they would normally do things with. I think that's the time to reach out to your pediatrician, call your pediatrician, say, I'm worried about my child. I think they may be having some stress or anxiety or depression. And then having a conversation with the pediatrician to talk about what things you may need to do for that. But also talking to your kids and being very open and honest with them about what's going on, trying to be very truthful. Tell them, tell them what you know within the frame of what they can understand for their age. But, you know, and, and ask the children, what, what are you worried about? What, what's bothering you about this? You know, what do you know about this virus? Because children actually sometimes know more than we think they do, and we try to protect them by not talking about things. And sometimes the best thing we can do is give them the knowledge of what, what they need to know about it at this point in time. But always be reassuring that we are doing everything we can to keep you safe and to keep ourselves safe. A lot of children are more worried about their parents and grandparents than they are about themselves because they've heard on the news that this virus is much worse for older people. So making sure that what they're worried about, what, what you think they're worried about is truly what they're worried about. And so asking the question of what is it that bothers you about this? Let's talk about it. And, um, and then make sure you're talking about it at age-appropriate levels. It's so important as we wrap up, Dr. Goza. How can state and local authorities make these decisions that balance the health and educational needs of students, as well as the safety of educators and staff? As the president of the American Academy of Pediatrics, what would you like those state and local authorities to know? What would you like parents to hear about the safety of our children? Because after all, AAP is the gold standard. You guys do it better than anyone on the planet. What would you like to tell us about what we might expect to balance these needs? You know, we really need to be seeing that the virus is slowing in your communities. We need to make sure that you have testing and tracking available so that we can follow to see if going back to school increases that risk of disease. And so those are some critically things that the states will need to have in place and the local communities will need to have in place as they decide to reopen schools. And then to be able to monitor. Once we reopen the schools, you know, are we increasing people's uh, risk for the for the illness and those kind of things just to make sure that we're not um, you know causing issues with that um, I think it's going to be hard I, I don't envy my public health and the school officials and having to make these decisions because this virus is something none of us know what it's going to do it keeps surprising us with things every every almost every day there are new things we hear about how this virus is behaving and so i think we have to be patient we have to let the schools and the public health people do what they think is in the best interest at the time that it happens and then we have to be able to be flexible if what we do is not the right thing we have to be able to say okay let's reboot and let's go back and look at it again and see what we need to do and I, I think parents need to be prepared that even if we do go back into school in the fall, that if this virus has a second wave, it may be that we have to close the schools again. And to prepare our children for that kind of roller coaster ride of, you know, we're going to do what we think is right at the moment, and that can change. My, my hopeful message is that we are, resi- we are a resilient country. We will make it through this. It is, it is a roller coaster ride, and we're all going to have ups and downs with it, and we need to be kind to each other. We need to realize that everybody is doing what they think is in the best interest of all of us, and, and be kind to each other. 
Thank you so much, Dr. Goza, for joining us today and letting parents know how they can help their children with the stress and anxiety at this very confusing time. And as you said, none of us really quite know, but we do have to be kind to each other and trust in our local and state authorities. Thank you again for joining us. You're listening to Healthy Children. Our expert guests are provided by the American Academy of Pediatrics, the gold standard. We love our pediatricians here at Radio MD, and if you're a parent, you know how important they are for the health of your children, and they're out there fighting the good fight for us. Share this show with your friends and family on social media, because that way we all hear this information together from these experts. And as Dr. Goza said, we just need to be kind to each other and help each other through this time. I'm Melanie Cole for Radio MD. Stay well. Was that better? <laughs>